from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Measured Thoughts on Business Radio. Powered by the Wharton School. Here's your host, David Reepstein. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Measure Thoughts with Dave Reepstein on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Dave Reepstein, a professor of marketing here at the Wharton School, and I'm flying solo today. We're live every Monday at 4 p.m. on Sirius XM Channel 132, and we are replayed throughout the week. Um, speaking of the week, it's been an interesting week. We just had the culmination of the World Series ended early with only five games. And it also ended early in the morning so quite often. So that's another part of it uh, happening. It's also a really hectic time right now with all the ads that are going on for, uh, for the midterm elections. It, it, it seems like it's almost a, a presidential election year with all the advertising that's going on and certainly lots of spending. And then, of course, there's other things that are in the news, including a uh, whirlwind ride that we're having with the stock market these days. With all the earnings coming out and what's happening, uh, it, uh, it, it could uh, make your heart palpitate, that's for sure. Uh, but we've got other things to try and deal with today. So we've got a guest on the program by the name of Colin Holmes, who's the CEO and founder of Chatmeter. So I'm looking forward to us uh, talking with him. We're going to do that in the first segment of the program, and then after we're done uh, talking with him, and actually I want to encourage you while he's on the line to be sure and call in with any questions that you have, but after we're done talking with Colin, we're then going to open the lines for any calls that you might have related to anything uh, on marketing, branding, marketing measurement, anything along those lines would be fine. Um, And you can certainly give us your reactions to the interview that we're going to have and so I will encourage you to give us a call at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. You can also email us at businessradio at SiriusXM.com and follow us on Twitter at biz, that's B-I-Z, radio, 132. But let's get started with Colin Holmes, the CEO and founder of Chatmeter. Colin, welcome. Glad to have you on the air. Great. <clears throat> Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you on the air. Um, I do want people to become familiar with you and Chat Miller, so a uh, Chat Meter. So mm-hmm. let's get started. And uh, if you could give me a little bit of, of what your background, and I'd like to know what it is you were doing before you started Chat Meter. Sure. Uh, so my whole career uh, is about 20 plus years in. Uh, really in the internet space. So it goes back to 98, 99. Uh, this is all uh, in San Diego, by the way. So that's where I currently live and spending my time here for many years. Uh, but um, like I said, I, I got wanted to get into the dot-com space around 98, 99. And so I worked at one internet startup uh, that was getting some good traction. And we were bought by another company called Akamai, which is an internet infrastructure. We were doing streaming media stuff. Uh, for a crazy $3.2 billion right at the peak of the market. There's only about 200 employees here. So uh, pretty exciting times. You had a new car in the parking lot every week, like all those fun stories. Uh, but unfortunately, it's probably the worst acquisition ever on paper because the dot bomb happened within, I believe, six, seven months of that acquisition. Uh, there, so there was a lot of that comp- value eradicated. But, uh, and I, so I didn't have a huge financial exit out of it. It got me, that's what really got me excited about startups and the tech space. And so I've been bouncing around 
tech for uh, for many years. My last startup was a company called uh, was it a company called V Enable, which was powering um, mobile local search with a voice search twist. So, meaning that you know this is back on the day of flip phones, we were actually powering voice search. You could say you know Starbucks into your phone. We would record that, send it to a server, do voice recognition processing, send that to another server and go get the local search results. And I think it took about 15 seconds and you would finally see Starbucks locations on a map. Well, we've come a long way since then. (laughs) It it sounds like you've been a a serial entrepreneur and have gone from one business to the next to the next with some of them, as is typically the case, uh, not successful, but with others that have been. And so uh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I want you to tell us about... clarify, by the way, so those uh, roles, those were not companies I started. Those were companies that I worked at. Sure. Uh, Chat Meter here is uh, is my first uh, the first company I founded and started from the ground up. Well, what is Chat Meter? So Chat Meter is a local SEO platform and reputation uh, dashboard, meaning that uh, we help multi location businesses. Uh, so imagine like a anything from a Payless to Chili's, you know, uh, restaurants, those types of places that have physical locations. We help them improve their presence and reputation on all the local search sites. So Google Maps, Yelp, uh, TripAdvisor, you know, those apps where you're finding local products and services, looking for somewhere to go. We help them with presence, meaning getting more of their stores in the top of the search results. And then reputation, making sure that they have great customer experiences at each of those locations, so helping them uh, not only measure the reputation, but encouraging, they obviously encourage locally to get their happy customers to leave reviews so that, you know, you're going to have a positive re- reputation. So it's essentially, you know, that's how the consumers work. They do a search, you look at what's there, uh, and decide among the, you know, first few results, you'll maybe, you'll look at the reviews to figure out if it's going to be a good experience or not. And all that process takes about two minutes. So uh, so you live and die this stuff, and so you know what it is that you're referring to whenever you do that expression. I want to try and break it down a little bit for our listeners who mm-hmm. haven't been living and breathing uh, chat, <laughs> chat meter every day. So you started off and you said we're a, a local SEO. Um, and reputation. Uh, yeah. and, and reputation, I'll say, manager. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to throw in there. So first sure. of all, when you use the term local, you're talking. You're talking about um, not looking at it just uh, globally or nationally. You're looking at location by location. Is that right? Is that what you mean by yeah. local? Yeah, that's really what uh, you know. I pioneered back in the day. This is I started the company about nine years ago. Prior to that, you know, most of what I would call brand management, say for that Starbucks example, is at the national level, right? So people sure. can take all the comments across the web and determine whether there are positive or negative sentiment around it, which is fine. That's somewhat helpful, but it's hard to move the needle, right? If I have a million mentions that are, you know, uh, somewhat positive about Starbucks or a vanilla latte, I can't really do much to shift that. Uh, unless obviously you have a, a big brand or viral issue. Um, but I thought it could be much more valuable and actionable to tag content down to the individual store level. So let's so take that. Really let's let's uh, let's take that uh, specific example, if we can, Colin. 
Uh, mm-hmm. There is a local Starbucks not far from here at, at 34th and Walnut. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you trying to manage their reputation of the 34th and Walnut Starbucks? or uh, Because obviously the biggest part of their reputation is that big green sign in front with uh, uh, with the siren in front that says Starbucks. So are, what are you doing to try and manage 34th and Walnut? So what we do is enable uh, those brands like a Starbucks to interact with their clients on those review sites. So in the case of either Google Maps or Yelp, you got to remember that is kind of their digital storefront. So if you think about it from that perspective, if somebody is going and looking for a coffee near me, they do a search for coffee near me, there's a Starbucks that comes up. Let's say, for example, uh, that Starbucks has a bunch of reviews posted that you know, the barista has no idea how to make a vanilla latte you know, for whatever reason. So uh, those are the examples in which uh, our platform will aggregate that into our dashboard customers can get those reviews in real time and respond. And when I say customers, I mean like our Starbucks customer, uh, they can respond to those reviews in the dashboard. They can also use those as measurement tools. So if they see a trend, for example, stores starts to get some negative reviews continuously, might be time for the regional manager to go out there and talk to the store manager. Maybe it's time to replace the store manager. So, uh, or maybe someone's just complaining about dirty bathrooms. Well, what an easy problem to solve because you just need to get the janitor in there, you know, another uh, twice a day or something like that. So it certainly so, is getting it certainly is getting lots of feedback from your customers and being able to use that to, as you say, manage the reputation. Your client, yep. w- your client would be the National Starbucks. Yes, correct. So we typically work with uh, brands at the corporate level. Uh, they'll usually have like a customer care team that is working with the data that we're pulling into the dashboard marketing also uses the platform we have reputation sorry uh, not, not reputation we have uh, regional managers that all uh, also either access the platform or they'll get email alerts the, the store managers themselves often get the email alerts as well so again we're pulling all that data on a daily basis and then we send out email alerts for them to understand what's going on at their stores at the local level so are you monitoring all that feedback that's happening for each of those? I mean, I'm just overwhelmed just trying to think about it just for Starbucks, let the, let alone yeah. mention all your other clients. And, and you're managing the content of what it is that's happening for the, uh, what is it, 22,000 Starbucks uh, or however right. many outlets there are. And that's not to say, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the, the thousands of other clients that you've got. Correct. Yeah. I mean, what happens is it kind of becomes a big data problem for most uh, big brands. So another example is uh, Payless is one of our clients. They have, I think, 2,300 locations. So what that means is there's multiple things they need to do to improve their, their presence and reputation. So on the presence side, they need to make sure all of their store information, so the name, address, and phone number of every store is consistent across all those local search sites and local search pages. So uh, the consistency and accuracy of information is something that Google looks at, for example, in the Google local search algorithm to determine uh, if they're going to push you up in the rankings or not. So listing management, so you have to have, I think if it's 2,300 
locations, you're looking at probably over 10,000 pages. You have to make sure you have your name, address, and phone number correct on. You have, uh, I think they have about 30,000 reviews that we have on our platform. We have, we also pull in media. So any of those pictures that get posted on uh, Yelp or Instagram or any of the, you know, big media photo sharing sites, uh, we pull all that information and I think they have 40,000 of those. We also uh, track their rankings. So what keywords are people using to find uh, payless locations, men's shoes, kids' shoes, that type of thing. That is also, I think that's over like 50,000 different keywords that you're tracking and seeing at the very local level. So it becomes this big data problem that, you know, you can't just hire someone in the corner to, to work with this stuff. You really need a software platform like Chabiner. So uh, let me remind our audience, we're currently speaking with Colin Holmes, who's the CEO and founder of Chatmeter. And I am I will tell you, Colin, I'm overwhelmed by what must be the <laughs> daily volume. And you, mu- you must have, you know, 200,000 or more uh, people that are sort of uh, sort of scanning all these things and comments that are coming in. And to be able to do this real time is pretty amazing. Or is it all done with some form of artificial intelligence? Uh, no, I mean, most of the data collection uh, is real time. I mean, we're tracking over about 2 million locations today. So you multiply that times, uh, I don't even know what the number would be. But, you know, we we have a massive, massive data storage that stores all this data, parses it, and interprets it correctly for our clients uh, on a daily basis. So. It is a lot of uh, there's a lot of data processing that goes in goes on, but our my development team is done a fantastic job building an incredibly accurate and reliable service. Uh, so, how big is Chatmeter? How many people do you have working that are sort of scanning at this? Because you said it's not happening with artificial intelligence. You're looking at two million locations with a multitude of customers per and people that are doing searches and people that are uh, making comments that have to be read and, and complaints and, and congratulations. Uh, how, large, mm-hmm. how large is your staff? It's got to be massive. Uh, no, I mean, that's the beauty of technology. We only have, a, we have about 80 people here uh, as a company. About uh, 20, 20, 25 uh, or so are on the development side, and then you have uh, you know decent number in sales and marketing, kind of making up the rest. Couple operations, so it's not you know there's not a lot of people manually doing stuff uh, here. Like I said, it is really an automated platform that collects all this, parses it. We have a whole workflow platform that will identify what they need to look at. So even within you know when you log in, it's telling you exactly these are the things you need to do either go respond to these reviews or you need to optimize this or clean up that listing. So we're actually relaunching a brand, you know, this workflow component, uh, which is going to be really exciting. It's coming out actually on Thursday. Uh, and that's going to be a big game changer for all of our clients because it will help them better engage with this kind of massive amount of data that's coming in. So it, it, you're presenting it to them in some big dashboard and then they need to react to it. And, and what it is you're coming out with is going to facilitate some of that for them? Yep, exactly. So, again, you know, it's a concept of there's a lot of things going on in the dashboard. How do we make sure what's the most important thing that's getting tackled? So we use our algorithms that we've kind of programmed to understand what's going to have the biggest impact. 
on your presence and reputation. So it'll tell you exactly what you need to do to go improve those components. And that's typically what we see with, you know, when clients are, are utilizing our service uh, and utilizing Chatmeter within 12 months of becoming a client, on average, we increase their, their uh, store visits by 25%. Wow, which is pretty insane. No, that's very that, that's very very intense. And, and um, can you track and see whether or not you know the clients and the and the specific stores are responding? Because you're giving them this information, it still is up for them to clean the bathroom, or um, or get rid of the barista who doesn't know how to make a vanilla latte. Are are you tracking what it is that's happening at that end? So we're not try, uh, we're not tracking what's happening in the actual stores. Uh, I don't have access to that information, uh, but we do certainly track usage of the dashboard. Are people logging in? How active are they logging in? Who's logging in? You know those components. So pretty standard for any software tool to be measuring that stuff. Uh, on average, our clients are logging in about 1.2 times per day. So this really is a tool that's getting used on a daily basis. And are, are you also operating 24/7? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a platform that's—I mean, just like any online software. Sure. Uh, you can access it anytime. I'm just trying to think about stretching those 80 employees and how they're how they're working on it across those two million it, it, it locations. <laughs> so I'm still trying to get my hands around. It's pretty amazing what it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. Also, when I asked you to define chat meter, um, in your definition, you started off and you said local SEO which is search engine optimization. What are you referring to there as it applies to the local and what are you doing to, uh, to help uh, businesses with their search engine optimization? Yeah, I mean, in many cases, you start to throw, away, throw, throw around that SEO term and people kind of gloss over it a little bit. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> going to let that happen. So. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure any marketers that are listening are familiar with it. But, you know, it really is, uh, most people know about traditional SEO, which is how do I get on page one of Google for search queries. We're essentially doing that for local search queries. So as I mentioned, that coffee near me would be a local search query. And so we're trying to help our businesses get more stores on page one. And we do that through some of the components I was talking about, like listing management uh, and improving your reviews have a huge impact on you know, uh, whether you're going to be on page one or not. That's what the, really the Google Maps algorithm is looking at. And so we're just putting our customers in, uh, you know, uh, we're improving their opportunity to be on page one, make sure that they've optimized for keywords that, you know, they are going to be able to convert on and get people into their stores. We enhance their business listings as well, meaning that uh, the Google Maps listing or the Yelp listing will make sure it has photos and videos and, descriptions so those when you ha- have that enhanced information you typically see an increase on people clicking on that versus those listings that don't have photos for example so are you do are, are you giving guidance and helping the the Starbucks at 3400 Walnut and helping them with um, their optimization and, and giving them yeah, su- I mean, giving them suggestions of what they should all of their- yeah, we would work with Starbucks. They would uh, give us their content, like I was saying, photos, descriptions, et cetera. And then with our listing management service, we then kind of blast it out across the web. So we've worked with uh, multiple partners to set up about, I think it's we update about 50 different local search sites. 
to make sure that all of those listings are enhanced listings. So anywhere that a customer comes across, uh, you know, that listing, we want to make sure that it has great, you know, uh, again, it's, it has photos, it has descriptions, uh, because we know that's much more likely for someone to click on that than others. And that's what's also part of that increase in store visits like I was talking about. It's not only improving rankings, but it's also improving the listing itself, which means they're more likely to click on it when you're in Google Maps, for example. So, and, and the knowledge that you have to provide some guidance to each of those stores, is that based on something unique to that store, or are you doing learning across sites such that based on what it is that we've observed of posting your pictures or what, what you know how you do certain offerings um, is that a a, a broader uh, sort of learning process that you go through and you're able to capitalize on that where a single store could not yeah I mean we definitely do a lot of uh, research and study uh, the algorithms that are out there like I was mentioning with Google Maps uh, and, you know, we have partnerships with Yelp and other sites. So uh, and we know we've kind of broken down the algorithm, if you will, so we know what are the most important components of that, and we can help our clients focus on those things. They change on a regular basis. For example, I believe last year we saw uh, the reviews impact in terms of the quality and quantity of reviews. It actually doubled in terms of the percentage of value within the Google Maps algorithm. So meaning that they weighed more on reviews than they did the year before. And so there's changes that happen dynamically that we keep an eye on. And one of the ways that we also measure this is having a good understanding of an individual store by looking at its actual local competitors. So for every store that we actually bring in as a customer, we actually find five local competitors nearby. So we'll look at five other cop shop, coffee shops uh, that are near whatever location you're giving me. Uh, and we use that as a benchmark for comparison. So we'll look at those other competing stores and know, you know, the quantity and quality of their reviews. We'll know the quantity, you know, the value of their listings. Uh, we'll know if they're posting photos out there. Like those types of data points help us tweak our own algorithm to uh, recommend or, you know, give people direction on what they need to be doing to improve their listings and reputation. And, and, Does that make sense? And, and so, it, it, no, that makes sense for sure. What I'm trying to understand is how, how much that learning that you've gone through is based unique to that store or to that mm-hmm. chain or to that industry or is it based on learning that happens across all of the different sites that you're tracking? Yeah, uh, I mean, the learning there, the evolution, if you will, is traditionally, I mean, it's twofold. It can be on the site itself because, like, the algorithm on Yelp, for example, is very different than the algorithm on Google Maps because Google has all this ancillary data that we're pulling and grabbing from the web. Right. They have access to all the you know, scraping that they do from all what's going uh, to those customers' websites. And they have a lot more data points to feed into the algorithm. Yelp doesn't have access to all of that information. So their algorithm is a little different. So that's why I was saying we have this intelligence we've built up over time. Uh, and then the, the other component is going to be based on industry, right? So, uh, for example, 
you know, people tend to choose local search apps based on what they're looking for. So uh, it may be with you're looking for a restaurant, you open your Yelp app because they're pretty well known for restaurants. And then if you're, say, planning a trip, you're going to go to TripAdvisor. So each of those different sites and services are going to have different ways that you really need to optimize. And then because we've had those partnerships for so long, and we've been doing this for so long, we have good insight into where they need to focus and make sure that all that information is accurate and up to date. So if you want to know anything about how to manage your your, uh, your whole reputation online, Chatmeter is the place to talk to. We're talking to uh, Colin Holmes, the CEO and founder of Chatmeter, and you can give us a call here on Measured Thoughts with Dave Reepsign on Sirius XM 132. You can call us at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Tell me one of the findings uh, that you've got. In particular, um, I'm interested in improving my ratings on Yelp. Um, Are there some some guidance that you can give me and our audience on what I need to do to improve my ratings on Yelp? Yeah, it's not, and people don't love this answer, but (laughs) at the end of the day, it's all about giving better store experiences or customer experiences if it's a restaurant or whatever. So uh, there are some tools out there that do what's called review generation, meaning uh, you could email a customer or text a customer after their experience and ask them, how was your experience, good or bad? Uh, but the industry has kind of shifted away from those tools. So with our with our partnerships with Google and Yelp and others, uh, we, what the concern was around these review generation tools is that it was driving uh, a lot more positive reviews and then what's called gating the negative. So in that example of emailing a customer, uh, many tools were just, you know emailing them and say, "How was your experience?" And if they give a positive answer, then they would say, great, would you mind posting a review on Google, Yelp, or others? If negative, then they wouldn't send that extra follow-up step. And so what happens is, in that case, is going to fall into the, you know, into the range of Amazon that we have saw with all the fake reviews that were happening. And right. if all the reviews end up being positive then everybody loses, right? Consumers will no longer trust reviews and they don't have this great platform to be able to understand if there's, you know, if you're going to have a good product or good experience at the store level. Actually, so consumers would not only not trust those, they, they, the issue is they may not know that they're being sorted. Consumers may not. But what it is that they will find is, boy, everything is highly rated, and so, you know, it, it doesn't do any good for me to be looking at those. What we need yeah. is that differentiation uh, that's there. And so that part would go away. Um, I'm curious about one thing. One of the things I've, I've seen you claim, and I have no doubt about it, and I'm just curious how you do it, is you can measure the ROI of their, uh, of their social media. How do you do that? Yeah, so, I mean, that goes back to what I was saying before. We know that clients have an increase in store visits because we see that right within our platform. Uh, It's through data that we get through our Google partnership. Uh, We start to see an improvement, you know, over time as as we work with the client to do more and more optimization. 
and improving their reputation. So typically what happens on the reputation side, by the way, is a lot of this is just education. So many cases we get in front of a CMO, we start to educate them on why this stuff is so important. Uh, it's pretty interesting to see because most of the time, you know, we go to CMOs or we're talking to marketing departments at these brands and they all don't realize that there is optimization for the mapping platforms. So we typically will ask them, you know, what are you doing to optimize for your presence on Google Maps, for example? And they're like, what do you mean when someone searches for Starbucks, I come up number one. <laughs> and so there's this idea that branded searches are how they're getting all their traffic. And what we typically show them is that within, you know, we tell them to go back and look at their Google My Business Insights, which is what the kind of the analytics behind the uh, Google Maps platform. And they'll come back and realize, oh, you, you guys were right. 90% of our traffic comes from unbranded searches. So that is somebody Meaning, says, uh, where, where is the closest coffee shop or how do I find Correct. coffee? Correct, exactly. And, and That's so, exactly right. And so we start to realize, okay, well, if 90% of your traffic is coming from those keywords and you're able to you know, make an X improvement on the rankings of those keywords, what would that result in in terms of Y revenue? And with a very, very small shift, you start to see a uh, huge ROI potential. So one of the so things... We often work with our customers, or our prospects, I should say, prior to the, uh, you know, during the sales process, we'll even do ROI analysis, in which we'll take that, we'll say, okay, well, what is your, you know, if it's retail, what is your average basket size? If it's a restaurant, what is your average ticket value? and come up with actually an ROI calculation on what impact it's going to have for that business. Uh, we did this actually with Payless. We were very excited to get with actually shared numbers back with us. Uh, so within, I believe it was nine months of someone becoming a, I'm sorry, of Payless signing up, we were able to increase their uh, driving directions requests for store visits by uh, I think it was 27 or 28 percent. Whoa. So what you, would what'd you do to get that increase? Uh, a lot of the same things, things I was talking about. They hadn't done anything around listing management. So they had kind of poor listings. I'm sure they had inaccurate store information and name, address, and phone number. They had closed a bunch of stores. They weren't reporting that to any of the search sites. So really helping them clean up their act on the web, if you will. Uh, has a big impact on that. And then on the reputation side, we typically, you know, we educate the marketing teams, the marketing teams then roll out this platform and suddenly the regional managers, the store managers are getting measured on this stuff now. So they didn't have a way to measure them and measure their performance previously. So now that I'm a store manager and people are watching my reviews, I need to shape up my act. I need to make sure that my my employees at the store level are actually asking, you know, their happy customers to leave reviews. We see a lot of times, uh, you know, in the restaurant space, for example, you can run a contest for which waiter gets, you know, the most positive reviews in a month. You know, those are the types of things that people are doing to help encourage uh, improvements in reputation. Yeah, that makes tons so of I, sense. Yep. So I saw one finding that I think came from you that said a single bad review on a site like Google or TripAdvisor can cost you 30 customers. Uh, did, yep. 
did you come up with that and, and were able to make that assessment? And, and how did you do that? Uh, no, that is a study that was published, I think, by the Harvard Business School, if I remember. It is a very, it is a pretty old stat, uh, but obviously a pretty influential one. We have a ton of review stats. Happy to send anyone, but uh, that I believe was a study that they did, and you know that it, it makes sense if you think about it. We were talking about the storefront. You know, you were mentioning the. Uh, you know, the Starbucks logo outside the Starbucks store, that's kind of their physical storefront. But their physical storefront doesn't matter if I can't see it, right? If I am a mile away, for example, but so I turn to the digital storefront. Now, it makes this analogy in many cases, you know, to get people to understand kind of the, the impact of your digital storefront and say negative reviews. If somebody was at your storefront, imagine if somebody took a big Sharpie and wrote, you know, the barista is terrible here on the window. Right. And that is essentially the same concept here. Uh, if you have negative reviews, if you have, you know, some bad photos of the location posted, we see this in the apartment space a lot where more people are posting like pictures of mold in their apartment. And so, you know, those are cases where it's going to be pretty hard to get the new tenants to come by. You know, that's what your digital storefront is looking like. Now, that makes tons of sense. Sounds like uh, you're in absolutely the right space for this time uh, because there's so much information that's coming in and just trying to sort it all out and manage it is a very, very logical thing uh, to be doing. So you're doing it. That sounds like it's uh, <laughs> the right thing for the time. So, Colin, thank you very much for joining us today. I'm going to suggest to the audience that you please do stay with us. We're going to talk about managing your social media and as well as a variety of other things related to marketing. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to take all of your questions on marketing, branding, social media, and any marketing metrics in the last segment of the program. If you want to join the conversation, please give us a call at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Or you can send us an email at businessradio at SiriusXM.com. This is Business Radio powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 132.